Hi, welcome back to the CIO Show. I'm David Binning, Associate Editor, CIO. Well, it's that time of year again, with nominations now open for the CIO 50 Awards, both in Australia and New Zealand. The program is now in its seventh year down under and has been running for four years across the ditch, creating a proud and growing alumni group, underscoring the high caliber of technology leaders operating in this part of the world. So I can hear you asking, what will this year's CIO 50 look like? And what will it take to be a winner? Okay, joining me now, Cathy uh, O'Sullivan, who's the editor of CIO New Zealand. Cathy, welcome to the CIO Show. Thanks for having me. And of course, Byron Connolly, editor-in-chief of CIO Australia. Byron, welcome back. Thank you, David. Great to talk to you. Now, unbelievable that it's, it's time's come around again for the CIO 50. Now, I understand the CIO 50 is now in its seventh year in Australia. I mean, that's... Um, that's pretty amazing, Byron. It is. I mean, we started back in 2016 and we've built it up over the past seven years. We, we've got a few sponsors that we've, we've carried through. Slack is our primary sponsor this year, but we've, we've got some new sponsorships uh, this year as well. But we do have 300 alumni now over the six years and their CIOs and other senior tech leaders from just about every market sector across Australia. And there have been some great stories over the past six years from government, financial services, you know, banking and finance, not-for-profit, manufacturing, fitness, healthcare, any industry you can possibly think of, there's been some wonderful stories. And of course, again, in this year, in 2022, we're going to be celebrating the achievements of the, the top 50 technology and digital executives in the country. And these people are really driving innovation, uh, building good cultures, and, and just as importantly, they're influencing people across their organisations, including their leadership team and, and the other C-levels on their boards. So uh, it's been a wonderful program for the past six years, and, and we're looking forward to a, another good year of entries this year. So what's going to change with the CIO 50 this year? Presumably there's a sort of primary question around innovation, and then the second question, is that going to be somewhat different this year? What, what, should, what should CIOs be looking out for? Yeah, sure. There's two pillars and they were the same as they were uh, in 2021. Innovation is one and influence is the other. And there's only a few questions under each of those pillars. So we're trying to make it as simple as possible for people to uh, to fill out nomination forms. We don't want to uh, we don't want to make it too difficult. We want some core questions in there, which is what we've done. Uh, under the innovation pillar, the nomination describes the, the technology innovation or innovations that have been introduced over the past two years that have changed the way really that, that organisations operate. Secondly, under that influence pillar, the nomination describes the ways in, in which the tech leader influences and aspires people across their organisation, uh, as I said, including other, other C-levels as well as execs across other uh, divisions in their organisations. Now, also this year, and I'd, I'd like to mention this, David, because it's something new uh, that we're doing, we've introduced four Best, best Project Awards that highlight the achievements of tech teams in, in four sectors. So this year we've picked financial services, healthcare, government and not-for-profit. Uh, so it's an opportunity for people who perhaps don't feel comfortable putting in an entry that talks about their own work as a tech leader, but would prefer to put in an entry that talks about the work that their teams have done in those particular market sectors. So you know, again, there's only a few questions to answer in these for these best project awards, and they're being asked to describe, you know, a technology-led initiative that has helped. 
the way their organizations operate and how they interact with internal and external customers. That's not to say that the individual people in the CO50 list shouldn't be talking about their teams and how their teams have, I guess, assisted in the journey. But it, it, I think it's a good opportunity to, to really highlight some, some, some of the work that teams have done in these specific market sectors. And also this year, we're introducing a Hall of Fame award. Uh, for the first time, yeah, because we've had uh, a number of CEOs that have been in the program for more than one year now uh, over the past six years and uh, and the judges will get together and appoint someone or anoint someone into the, the Hall of Fame for the first for the first time in our seventh year. So so looking forward to that too. That's exciting. Well, over, over to you, Kathy, across the dirt. This is going to be your first CEO 50. I can attest it's going to be a, a lot of work, but um, you must be looking forward to it and excited to receive start receiving am. nominations i am yeah so um you know it's the fourth year of cio 50 here in new zealand and similar to what byron is doing in australia we do have project categories this year as well um, and alongside education healthcare government not-for-profit we also have another category here in New Zealand for primary industry which is obviously a huge export in a lot of companies in New Zealand there's a lot of primary industry companies that um, are huge exporters mm. and so looking forward to see what seeing what comes through in in those project categories as well and another difference between CIO New Zealand top 50 and CIO Australia top 50 this year is we've introduced the Next CIO Award. So this is a category that recognizes rising stars in the industry. And it's for people who have five to 10 years of experience in a digital data or technology position, or that they um, are in a line of business position, which regularly engages and collaborates with, with those departments. Mm. So ideally, it's someone who has um, realistic expectations of being in a CIO, CTO, CDO type role uh, within the next two to five years. And again, we're looking for that contribution, that innovation that they have been involved in, and also um, how they're in influencing their peers and the rest of their organization. So yeah, really excited about the next CIO category in this year's awards. It's amazing. And of course, you know, big shout out to all of the female tech leaders out there. Don't be, uh, you know, feel free to, to jump, get your nominations into both the Australian and New Zealand categories. We know that the top CIOs in New Zealand for two years in a row have been female. And of course, Kathleen McKay took out the top prize in Australia last year, Byron. So I'm sure Absolutely. we can all agree that the need to emphasize that. Something that, that you and I, Byron, have, have spoken about over the years. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'll be a judge again for the, this year, for the third year in a row for me. And, and the, the importance of nominations to really get to the point about how their innovations have actually changed the operations and improved the business. I think it's really important to, to emphasize, right? I think the idea is to keep your entries as simple as possible. Get to the point quickly because judges have a lot of entries to read through. So make it easy for them. You know, the more metrics, the better. Don't just talk about a piece of technology that you've rolled out and leave it there. Mm. Think about the way the technology uh, impacts the business, who it benefits internally and externally, whether it's unique in the marketplace, whether there's, there's anything particularly special about it. You know, the process that it, uh, you went through to, to get approval, to, 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 to work on it, and also to, to roll out across the organisation, the, the cultural changes that needed to happen and the real key business benefits. You know, they can be anything from improved efficiency to 
you know, automation across your business to, I have a soft spot for entries that solve particular social problems. Obviously, as you said, uh, David, our winner in 2021 was Kathleen and she was previously CDO, or Chief Digital Officer of Revenue New South Wales. Mm. She's also a judge this year, Kathleen. She led, they had some problems before she came along, which were spoken about in the media, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, but she led one of the, the first large-scale implementations of machine learning in the Australian public sector. You know, this was a program that identified around 15,000 vulnerable Aussies, diverting them away from, you know, a standard debt collection process, which is pretty pretty awful process in the, in, at the best of times, and, and towards, you know, alternate opportunities to pay off their fines, such as participating in unpaid work and, and counselling and treatment program and courses and the like. Those sorts of entries do very well. Not to say that entries that, that don't have that component don't do well, but, you know, we get a mix of, uh, a mix of innovations across all industries. But... You know, they, the judges are looking for things like that. They're looking for uh, for, for, for projects that, that are unique and, and, and special in a particular way. They're looking, you know, for CIOs and their, and their tech teams that are doing things that I guess haven't really been done before and they're, that, that they're kind of uh, um, moving organisations forward. So what's important is that you show those metrics and you really talk about how you influence the business. And, and I, 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 I say to all of, all of the people that are nominating, think about those things, keep it simple, keep the fluff out uh, of your nomination and tell a story, tell a story that's compelling. Uh, that people really want to read. And, of course, you can self-nominate, so you can nominate yourself, but you can also have someone nominate on your behalf, which is a good thing. If someone's nominating on your behalf, the judges do like that. Mm. You know, that's that, that's that's the, the, the number one piece of advice, I think, that I would give people. Put metrics in there. Make sure there are metrics there because that's what judges are looking for and that's how they'll score. And also you don't have to necessarily be a CIO. You can be a you know a senior, another senior IT leader with responsibility for leading tech and digital teams. You could be a CDO, you could, you know, be a head of IT, you could even be an IT manager. Um, I guess it depends on your organization. So that 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 would be my tips. You know, we do get a lot of entries each year. Um, there is a, you know, a, a word count restriction, which you'll see on the website, but really think long and hard about what you're going to say. If you're not comfortable, a lot of people are uncomfortable writing uh, things like this, get somebody to help you. Always have a second pair of eyes, look over what you've written or, or, or do it in conjunction with your team. Yeah, and it really, really worth sort of emphasising the, you know, that importance of technology projects where there's some sort of social a good that's delivered. I think that's really important. And, and Kathy, what what sort of what sort of tips would you uh, be throwing out there for uh, for would be CIO fifty winners this year in New Zealand? Well, I I think really looking at the 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 questions that are being asked of you and making sure that you're answering that in in your submission. So as Byron said, you know, not if just being um, fluff, but actually really demonstrating that value that you brought to your organization and also Mm -hmm. how you're influencing others in your organization is another component in the um, criteria for, for this year. So yeah, really looking forward. And I really hope that people actually do put themselves forward for it or likewise nominate other people that they know Um, are doing good work because you know IT leaders often can be um, you know quite introverted or not ready to you know to yeah yeah, to to to, um, talk themselves up and some of them hide their light under a bushel so I know there's a few people out there who will be a bit shy (laughs) or um, don't feel like it's for them but um, yeah they should really consider entering it if not for themselves then for their teams. 
think, see, I said, now the role is so important. Now technology is pervasive. You know, let, let's use an example of financial services companies, organisations. They're basically technology companies these days anyway. Mm. You know, it's 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 the future, and I think the CEO role is is uh, is a very very important one. And I think we should be showcasing uh, innovation as much as possible in this country because I think we need to. Yeah. Well, there you have it. So CIO 50 Australia in its seventh year and in, in its fourth year in New Zealand. Fantastic programs, fantastic um, channels for showcasing the best in innovation in Australia across the ditch in New Zealand. Everybody get their acts together and get their nominations in. Good luck. And um, thank you both, Byron and Cathy. Thank you, David. Thank you. August 19 is the final date for submission. So please get your nominations in. And final date for Oz, Byron? Is also August 19. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. Coming up next, we'll be talking to two genuine tech warriors in the health sector space about what they and their teams accomplished in the trenches throughout the pandemic, from managing the surge of COVID-19 cases and the rush for vaccines, standing up telemedicine in virtual hospitals, transforming systems for managing patient data, and what all of this will mean for the future of healthcare, assuming that we will one day be in a post-pandemic world. We hope you can join us.